This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck Today Check podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about our reselling predictions for the year 2023. So welcome back after our two-week-long hiatus. We took a little bit of a break to recharge and refresh and come up with some amazing content ideas for you all. And we kind of wanted to start out this year with a bang, um, talking about what we think this year is going to entail, what we predict is going to happen in the reselling uh, world. So let's dive right in. First up, the topic we're going to talk about has caused a little bit of controversy in the reselling community over the last few months, and that is live selling on uh, Poshmark, on whatnot. There's a couple other different platforms that have live selling as well. And it has been a thing before whatnot sort of stepped into, you know, the spotlights. And now, you know, we have Poshmark that jumped on the train. And I think that we are going to see other platforms step up and add live selling. Supposedly, there are, you know, rumors out there that eBay is going to be adding live selling at some point. We'll see if it happens. But I think there's going to be other platforms that try to get in on the buzz. Um, obviously, this is going to work for some platforms. And it won't work for others. I think it really depends on your customer base and how your customers buy on that platform already. Um, I do want to say that live selling is not for everyone. And it's not going to ruin your business. You are perfectly capable and able to have a totally successful reselling business, even if you do not want to participate in live selling. So I think it's here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere, at least not for the foreseeable future. I think this is going to be a year where you see, like I said, other platforms kind of jump on the bandwagon and make some profit off of the live sales trend. What do you think, Liz? I can't get on the live selling train. I am off the train. I'm not even on the track. I just... (laughs) I don't know. For me personally, I don't know if it's, it could just be my age, not to age me, but I am in my forties. I just, it's not something that I am into. I don't want to have to go to a live show, look through what everybody has, try to find an item. I don't have time for that. Personally, me as a buyer. So it's not something I will participate in as a seller. If that is the way that I have to shift my business, I would be happy to do it. I would feel comfortable going in front of a camera, doing a live show. I know that's something Casey would probably be like, "Uh, I'm going to let you be in charge of that. I don't want anything to do with it. He's not that comfortable in front of a camera. Although we do have a YouTube channel, Freeway Flippers, but it's, I think live selling is just kind of a different ball game. And it's definitely something you're going to have to be comfortable with as a seller For some people, it's like so exciting. They can't wait. They like to interact live with other people, buy from certain accounts. And I think that as a seller, if you have a niche out there, like Rally Roots, they're very successful with live shows on whatnot. They do a lot of band tees, 
a lot of vintage teas. So they actually have a following of people that want to go to them to buy those types of products. Those being successful are those who do have a loyal following or those who have a niche and sell specific products that people go back to them to look for. That's just my opinion on how live selling will go in 2023. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And just, you know, for the record, I've jumped on a couple of the live sales, but I really agree with you. I just don't have the time to sit there as a buyer. Um, And I think that my time can be used more constructively and just better as a seller than standing in front of the camera, taking all that time. And I mean, like you said, if it's what I have to do, I will do that. I've done live selling for other things before, other products that it's it was not reselling related. Um, and it was fun. I had a really great group of people that were loyal to me in the product that I was selling, but it was very, like you said, it was very niche and it took a lot of time and it was a lot of preparation on the back end before even going live and then packing up orders. Like it was a lot of work. Whereas if I had been able to just sell the item online instead of a live sale, that would have taken a lot of work um, out of the equation for me. And I would have you know, made the same amount of money. So I think, like I said, I think it's here to stay. Like you said, the niche um, sellers are going to have a really good opportunity this year to capitalize on the live selling. But yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere yet. So we'll see what happens in 2023 though. The next one is going to be more towards people who are selling on Amazon, especially those who do retail and online arbitrage which if you're unfamiliar, retail arbitrage is where you go to a retail store such as Walmart, Target, Ross, Dollar Tree, Dollar General. It's a retail store and you are going to find products to then send into Amazon and resell or you go to an online retailer and you find those items online and do the same thing. Buy them online and then send them into Amazon or fulfill them yourself, but you sell those products on Amazon. What I see happening this year, I am anticipating a lot more brands will restrict their brand and their products on Amazon. I already started to see it kind of towards the end of 2022. I'm really big on Twitter. I like following some of the Amazon sellers on there. And a lot of them were saying that they were getting IP complaints and from certain brands where they were always able to sell that brand and now they're unable to. Or a lot of them were finding that the items and categories that they were ungated in, which means that you have approval to sell that particular brand or in that particular category, now they're seeing that they're uh, they're gated in it. They can't sell those products anymore. I think why we're seeing this is one, brands are seeing the value of being on Amazon themselves. And there are companies that are going to these big brands and and helping them get their products on Amazon. So if they are on Amazon, why would they want to be competing with third-party sellers for the buy box and to sell the products that they own? Now, I know this isn't going to apply to every single brand, but I feel like there are going to be a lot more brands where we are just not as Amazon sellers going to be able to sell those brands anymore. So I think that is going to be something to consider if you're thinking of selling on Amazon. You have to get ungated in certain products, certain brands. 
But just know there's going to be times where you're buying products and you're not going to be able to sell them. But the good thing is if you then sell on eBay or Walmart, even you can probably most likely sell those products on those platforms. So that's kind of how I see it going in 2023 for Amazon, especially retail and online arbitrage sellers. The next prediction that we were thinking about for 2023 is that we feel that a lot more people in the public are going to be taking up side hustles and that just by numbers, by, you know, how math works means that there will be more resellers out there. Um, I think reselling is becoming a lot more mainstream, especially with like the TikTokers and, you know, the younger generation, they're thrifting and um, they're all about sustainability. And thrifting is one of those ways and being able to resell those items is one of those ways that helps sustainability. Um, I think that the fact that more people are going to be hopping into reselling as a side hustle has both positives and negatives for existing resellers. Of course it does. That means that we're going to have newcomers to the community. They might not know how the platforms work. They might not know how shipping works. They might not know anything. And it's really, I feel like you know, when we had a new person come into our car dealership, there were a certain number of people that were salespeople that would be really nice to the new, the new guy, you know, or the new girl and help them out and show them where the, you know, copy paper was and show them how to use, you know, their login and whatever. They would just like kind of take them under their wing and show them how to do things. And then there were the other people that were in the back, like making bets on how long that they would, you know, this new person would be around for. And sometimes they didn't last very long. And I mean, that's just how it works. It's like a numbers game, you know, every, you know, five people, you find someone that's going to love the car business and they're going to stick. And same thing with reselling, not everyone's going to stick around and that's okay. Um, but I think we, have a duty as the people who have been in this community and we've been reselling to show them the ropes and show them how it works and help them if they have questions, because we want them to be a good reseller. We want them to, you know, follow the rules and do things the right way. And we don't want them to abuse, you know, post office supplies and things like that. And if they get the wrong advice from the wrong people, and we all know that those people are out there, um, it's just going to create more of a bad name for resellers and not make the community as fun to be a part of. So I think that by helping these people that come on in, they're obviously here for a reason. They want to be resellers. They need the extra money. They need the extra cash flow. So let's help them do that. And maybe they won't stick around forever. Maybe their situation improves and you know off they go. And that's cool. But I think we just need to leave the community a little bit better than we found it. All right. So I think that other retailers like uh, Levi's, Free People, maybe, you know, there's going to be these big brands that are stepping more into sustainability. And part of that, some of them might make the choice to add a secondhand option to their website where you can purchase these items. I think Levi's has like a vintage category on their website now, um, pre-owned, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty positive. They also might open, you know, an eBay store. I know that there are big brands on Poshmark and they sell items 
through Poshmark. And that's, I mean, a lot of people, when the, that went down, I think that went down in 2020 or 2021. And a lot of people really went crazy over that thinking like, oh my gosh, the value of these items is going to drop. I'm never going to be able to compete with Levi's or Free People or Anthropo- whatever the brand was, you know, at that time. That's not true. You're still going to be able to find them at a very low cost if you're thrifting or, you know, you find an amazing buyout deal or something like that. It's not the end of the world if they do start reselling their items or offering a buyback program and then reselling them. It's not the end of the world. It's just the end goal, I think, for all of us ultimately is to help with the sustainability. And we should be, you know, giving a hand to those brands that choose to do that. Will it make it slightly more challenging for us? Yes. But again, most of our businesses do not rely on one single brand of clothing or, you know, jeans or shoes or whatever it might be. So there are so many options out there that we have to make a profit. Um, and I think that's a really good thing. So I think if brands choose to hop on that, then more power to them. The next reselling prediction we have, which shouldn't be really a prediction. We're going to assume, I think this should be an assumption that prices are going to increase in 2023. It's just naturally going to happen. I know at the end of last year, the Goodwills in our area, we used to have dollar day every Thursday. So every Friday, there's a new colored tag. So it might be the blue tag goes to 50% off. So it's 50% off Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday, that tag goes down to dollar. Well, they raised it to $2. So right there, there's a raise in prices. What about Dollar Tree? Dollar Tree is no longer the Dollar Tree. It's the Dollar 25 tree, you know? So we're going to start to see a rise in, in prices. And that just, I feel like it, it's not a prediction. I feel like we should assume yeah. that it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid predict. Like we're we nailed this one, you know. Like it's definitely going to happen, and it doesn't really matter if you do retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, wholesale thrifting. It doesn't really matter. Like you said, your goodwill is increasing their dollar days to two dollar days. It's going to happen across the board. So we need to prepare for that. We need to realize that it is going to happen. Businesses need to be able to keep the lights on and pay their employees and whatever. And the cost of everything is increasing right now. So that means that the cost of these products that we're purchasing are also going to have to increase in order to support those businesses so they can continue to pay their employees, so they can continue to open the doors every day and turn the lights on. We just need to monitor what is happening and we also need to increase our prices as we see fit. So maybe that's not on everything. You just need to make the right uh, choices for your business. I would not refuse to increase your prices if your cost of goods is going up. I think we, you know, it's expected. Like Liz said, it's it's not really a prediction. It's kind of like everyone's expecting it. The grocery stores raise their prices already. Like we we know it's happening. So I think it's um not a bad idea for us to go through and raise our prices on a lot of our items as well. And another thing to think about with that, with the increase in price, you need to be doing your due diligence. You need to be looking up those items again, just because you find items that you sold last year. If those prices are higher, recheck if it's going to make a profit. Recheck if you have the cost of goods, plus shipping, plus fees. What does your profit look like? So really with the increase in pricing, make sure you're revisiting how to look up those sold comps, 
how to check to see how much money you'll make on each item because that's going to be so important. You might not make as much money as you did last year and maybe you're okay with it, but maybe you're going to have to cut some of the brands out because the increase in price just kind of priced you out of being able to resell that item. One reselling prediction is that those who find a niche will have more success if they are full-time. Now, I know when we did some of our previous podcast episodes, we were kind of sharing that we felt if you are new to reselling, that it's okay to start with everything. Just try to find what works for you, what resells. But if you truly want to up your reselling game as a full-time reseller, I really feel that finding a niche is very important. And the reason is you are able to scale the business faster. And what that means is you're going to be faster at sourcing. So if your niche is electronics, by only focusing on electronics, you're going to be able to go to the electronics section and pick out those items faster. You're going to source faster. You're going to be able to list faster because you have items that you have photographed before. You know how quickly to do it and what you need to do. You know with electronics, maybe you need to take a photo of it working or a video of it working. So just with the knowledge of being in a niche, you're going to be much faster at that. You're going to know what size boxes you need for shipping, what shipping supplies you're going to need, and you're just going to become a lot faster at it. And I was watching Hustlin Hook's YouTube video about the reasons why they niche down. They only do clothing and shoes. And he compared it to, which made total sense to me, Like if you walk into a a manufacturing plant and they're manufacturing certain items, the reason why they're so fast is because they only have certain tools to make those certain parts. They're not making all sorts of different products. They're focusing on one. So let's say that they're making a camera, for example, They've got the lens, they've got the body of the camera that they need to make and all those different pieces, but then they have those machines that are going to make those pieces for that item, if that makes sense. And so really with reselling, by having a scalable business, that's just going to really increase your profits because you're going to really figure out what works. You're going to have systems in place. And that's, I think, going to really help those that are full-time finding a niche in 2023. All right. Another prediction we have for you guys is that online arbitrage is going to become more difficult than it was in the previous years. Online retailers are kind of becoming a little more aware that resellers exist and that we are purchasing items in bulk. If you've ever tried doing RA or OA through Target, you are most likely well aware of how strict they are about not selling to resellers and people take all kinds of precautions to not get caught by, you know, them purchasing items through Tart. They'll use different uh, accounts, different credit cards, different email addresses. They'll even use different physical addresses if they're having the items shipped to them. It's crazy that the, the hoops that people will jump through, but it's necessary if you're doing, you know, retail or online arbitrage through these, these stores. So I think that you're going to see more canceled orders if they feel you're a reseller. They, you know, Target is pretty quick with banning people from shopping online and even in stores. If you get caught as a reseller, I know that, oh, I'm trying to think of the store name. It's like a hunting store. It, 
it's not, it might be Cabela's. It might be something like that, but I know that they're kind of like hip to what is going on with resellers. So we really need to be a little bit more diligent about the orders that we're placing and where we're placing them and how we're doing it. But um, I think we're going to need to be a little bit more strategic with how we place our online arbitrage orders. That's just a summary for you guys. <laughs> All right. And our final reselling prediction for 2023 is that we predict less people are going to be paying for courses, groups, guides, and leads. And the reason we feel that way is because of the amount of content that is on the internet. To me, like the first thing, like back in 2016, when Casey and I started selling on Amazon, we paid, I want to say, $800 to get ungated on Amazon. Now, we don't have to pay anything. All the information you need is out there. There's groups you can join where people will help you for free. So I don't think you need to pay to get ungated anymore. With courses, we paid for an Amazon course to learn how to sell private label. You don't need that anymore. Jungle Scout puts out a free course that you can follow. It's on their YouTube channel, Million Dollar Case Study, where they'll show you from start to finish. So I just think all the content that has been created has kind of overshadowed the need to have to pay for that knowledge. It's not sacred knowledge anymore. It's not secretive on certain things. Like everything is out there and how to do it. You just have to take the time to find the information and find people that are putting out valuable, helpful information. I... I do agree with that, um, that I feel less people will be willing to pay for the information because of the amount of information that is already out there for free. However, what I will say is that I've also paid for information and courses and groups and things like that. I'm in, you know, a couple of them currently right now, not necessarily reselling related, but learning how to do something, uh, learning a skill, ac getting access to information quickly and efficiently is something that you might need to pay for if that is what fits your business. So I do think that less people are, are going to be willing to do that, but I don't think it's going to go away entirely. I don't think that you know, it's just going to dry up as far as courses and leads and stuff like that go. I think there's still a need for them to a certain extent, but there's not as much of a need as there was before when the information was less available. But, you know, like I said, if you need access to that information quickly, efficiently, you don't want to take the time watching YouTube videos and doing hours and hours of research like that is a good option for someone that, you know, needs to access it uh, fast and for whatever that reason might be. I completely agree with what you were saying. Also to add to that, like with when you join groups, like we joined a leads group and I think a lot of people do start off by doing that and, and they're fine to pay for it. But then in the end, you, by being in those groups, you learn how to look for leads. So yes. I think a lot of people start off with pain, but then they learn that valuable information, which is so critical. And it was so valuable to us. So, I mean, I have zero regrets of being in a, a leads group and there's been so many good things that have come out from it. And, you know, one of the things is I don't have to pay for it anymore because I've already learned what I need to learn. So, yeah, I think it really depends on your situation, but I just see in the end, a lot less people paying for things just because yes. of 
the content that's out there and just all the, the valuable information that might not have been there like when we joined it because that was during COVID and we didn't know how to find leads other than going into a store and we didn't have that option anymore. I think it'll depend on each person's like personal situation in business, you know, whether they feel the need to pay for the information or take the time to access it for free because it is out there. Ultimately, the information is out there. You just need to know how to gain access to that information. All right. This was our very first podcast of 2023, our reselling predictions for the year. I think it's going to be very interesting at the end of the year to kind of go back to this very first episode, see if some of our predictions were right for the reselling community. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment down below. Let us know what your reselling predictions are for this year. What do you think is going to happen in the community? We want to hear from you. And we cannot thank you guys enough once again for supporting the podcast. And we look forward to bringing a lot more content on the podcast. And we are just really excited to see where the podcast goes this year. And thank you everyone who has taken the time to watch or listen to any of the episodes. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.